What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. Thanks so much for listening in. We're in the rhythm now. We got the routine. If you're following along, each Monday, we'll have a couple different Big Sky breakdowns just featuring the raw audio from the press conferences at both Montana and Montana State. Brent Vegan uh, usually goes in the morning there, so that one will be out first, and then Bobby Houck and usually a couple Grizz players make an appearance on Monday afternoons. Then on uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on when uh, our guy Jeff Safford gets the podcast produced, we'll usually have, uh, and when I get the interviews done, you know, when I get the analysis spots to my guy, he flips them around quick. We'll usually have uh, an analyst space podcast, Ty Gregorak, our lead analyst here at Skyline Sports, as well as Brooks Nuanas, co-founder of Skyline Sports. Andrew Houghton also chimes in. Had a fun appearance by Andrew Schmidt the other week. And then late in the week, Thursday, Friday, we have our interviews podcast. So this interviews podcast, a fun one. University of Idaho is at Montana. Montana State is at Northern Colorado. So a heavy flavor there. I tried to get some Sac State and Weber State flavor in here as well, but wasn't able to round up Pierre Williams or Elijah Dotson from Northern Colorado. Excuse me, Sac State, Pierre Williams from Sac State, Elijah Dotson from Northern Colorado. Also is going to have Ty McPherson from Weber State, but it's a busy time of year. We'll round those guys up before the uh, end of this football season. This week, though, on the Interviews Podcast, Giovanni McCoy, the quarterback for the Idaho Vandals, he's a redshirt freshman, joins us. Ravi Alston, a senior wide receiver for Montana State, very interesting guy, very fun interview there with Ravi. Alex Gubner, the king pig, the guy, the man in the middle for the Montana Grizzlies defense. Paul Mayola, he's a transfer from Notre Dame, linebacker at Idaho. And then we'll hear from a couple head coaches, Jason Eck from the University of Idaho, Ed McCaffrey from Northern Colorado. And how about a little bonus interview? Chance Wilson, incoming quarterback from Owasa, Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa area. He'll join us here uh, to round out this Big Sky Breakdown interview style. Thanks to everybody that sponsors this podcast. Nick Tabor, Westpac Wealth, Town Pump Food Stores, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity, Blackfoot Communications, and J&V Restaurant Supply. Also got to thank all of our awesome uh, fitness partners that I've been uh, really trying to stay and get actually more like get back into best in my best shape and uh, been really grinding hard on all the workouts and the nutrition and uh, couldn't do it without Elevate Nutrition and Nutrition on Reserve as well as the Hype House Spin and Strength Studio as well as the Hot House Yoga Studio. So thanks to all those great sponsors as well. Here is Devonnie McCoy, the quarterback for the Idaho Vandals. The Big Sky Breakdown rolls on. We're happy now to welcome in University of Idaho quarterback Giovanni McCoy. He is having an outstanding year, a model of efficiency so far, and the Vandals. They've won three straight games, including a 2-0 start in Big Sky Conference play as they make their way to Missoula for the Battle of Little Brown Stein against Montana. Giovanni, thanks so much for joining us, man. First of all, just tell us about the start so far. What's been the key to your guys' 2-0 start in Big Sky Conference play? Um, I just feel like the, uh, the key has just been going out there and um and executing our game plan that that we practice all week and just going out there and playing hard and fastball and being coachable. When it comes to the coaching aspect, I mean that's one of the biggest storylines in the league is Jason Eck taking over at Idaho and uh, doing a good job so far at the midpoint of the year. So uh, what sort of differences have you noticed? I know he's a, an offensive guy. So how how's it impacted you as a quarterback? Um, honestly, um, it just feels great when when it just feels like. Your whole coaching staff is just bought in, and, and they want to win as much as you. But um, on the, on the offensive side, I mean, it feels great because um, it's uh, it's views from both sides. Because I mean, he's on the, the defensive side too, so he could uh, see it from both sides and um, tell me what he thinks and tell me what he thinks and give me advice and pointers. So that's always good. You yourself, you've been so accurate so far this year. What's going well within the offense? What what has helped you be so efficient so far? Um, I would say um, my my offensive line 
um, it always starts up front, and um, they've they've uh, done a great job all season with giving me time to uh, to get the ball out of my hands. And then I would say, just just for for me getting the ball into my playmakers' hands, uh, because I know if I can get it to them, they're gonna go up and get it for me and, and make great plays. So. Javonnie McCoy joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. He is a quarterback at the University of Idaho. The Vandals play at Montana on Saturday. How about just your progression as a quarterback? Obviously, the new coaching staff has an influence on it, but uh, what sort of things did you work on this last offseason? Because I know you were kind of in the mix. You got some playing time last year, but probably not as much as you wanted, and now here you are as kind of the guy operating this offense. So what uh, what sort of things did you work on? How do you think you improved? So um, for this this past offseason, I would say that I worked on uh, my uh, pocket presence, like um, like just when I'm feeling pressure to to step up into the pocket and uh, or escape when I have to, and then um, I would also say like um, staying in the pocket and and making a throw when I know that that I'm gonna have to take a hit, uh, just in that aspect. And then um, um, I would say the the main thing though that that I would say like why I've been progressing is just me getting just more more comfortable back there that's all it is that's such a huge part of a young quarterback for sure um tell me about where you came from your hot your high school because i know there's been several guys from lawndale that have come to the big sky conference i know that uh, chris murray several years ago uh, went on to have a great uh, at least a couple years of montana state before things kind of went awry there but uh, was one of the best runners we've seen in the big sky conference and i believe there was a quarterback at cal poly that was from lawndale as well so some pretty good athletes coming out of there uh, wh- what was your high school career like and uh, what'd you learn there how do you think that set the stage for you uh, going to the university of idaho the stage just because we had just um just such a a great head coach, Coach uh, Travis Clark, and um, he just definitely knew what uh, what he was doing and how to get guys out and how to guys how to get guys prepared for the next level, and um, it was just a a great program, a great atmosphere, and um, my senior year, I I actually played uh, four games there, so um, unfortunately I didn't get to have a a full season with playoffs and everything, but I was grateful for my time there and. Um, and the influence that, that that my head coach and my teammates there had on me. One thing that's so interesting there now at Idaho is that the Vandals have had such great tradition and success in the Big Sky Conference. And I know that there was a span of time there where the, the, Idaho, the Idaho Vandals weren't in the Big Sky Conference. But now back and now the roster, most of you guys came to play in the Big Sky. You came to play in the FCS. And now with a little bit of momentum with this new coaching staff, it seems like there's really a lot of excitement building behind Idaho football. Do you feel that around Moscow and around the state? Yes, I definitely feel it around uh, Moscow, and uh, we just gotta just gotta keep pushing and keep it rolling and and just keep building that momentum. Well, big opportunity on Saturday coming to Missoula to play play a uh, top ranked team, Montana number three in this week's poll, and the Grizzlies undefeated. Uh, they they run such an unorthodox defense, Giovanni. So, what have you seen out of uh, the Grizz defense? How would you just describe what they do defensively? I would describe. Their defense is very aggressive. Um, it seems like they they send a lot of pressure, and uh, yeah, they're just very aggressive. Sometimes, though, when defenses are aggressive, quarterbacks, if they have poise, can take advantage of that. Do you see that? And, and how do you hope to do that on Saturday? Uh, yes, um, I definitely see that, and um, I hope to do that. Just how I said earlier, one thing I was focused on getting better this this off season is um, just staying staying in the pocket and still making a good throw. And I know that um that I'm gonna have to take a hit. 
Idaho at Montana, the rivalry renewed. 120 years worth, 87 matchups. The longest uh, rivalry for the Grizzlies other than their in-state rival, Montana State. And Giovanni McCoy, the quarterback for the Idaho Vandals, joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Uh, last thing for you, man, what what is your guys' thoughts just on that element, the rivalry against the Grizz, and how does that influence the way you prepare this week? How does that influence the way uh, you hope to play on Saturday? For us, it's just, um, um, it's just a real big game. Just to just to keep our our momentum going, and then just to to make a statement, really. So uh, yeah, so um, it's a big week for us, and uh, we're ready. It should be fun. 1 p.m. kickoff from Washington Grizzly Stadium. The battle for the Little Brown Stein, Idaho at Montana. A rivalry renewed. Giovanni McCoy joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Thanks for being here, man. It was fun getting to know you, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. But thanks for taking some time with us today, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Big Sky Breakdown rolls on. We got Montana State senior wide receiver Ravi Alston joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Off to a great start, both individually and for the Bobcats as a team. They're 5-1 and one here at the midpoint of October. Take the show on the road, going to Northern Colorado on Saturday. Ravi, thanks for taking a minute, man. First of all, just start with last week. It was a, a weird game, interesting game. You guys just rolled in the first half against Idaho State. Scored on your first six possessions. You're up 34-6 to six at halftime, and then kind of just cruised from there, 37-6, to six, the final score. Uh, just take us through. How are you guys able to get off to such a good start? Yeah, man. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, just kind of going into that game, we knew they were uh, Idaho State. They're a good team, good program, good coaches. But, you know, they struggled a bit. Uh, uh, tough, you know, tough schedule. But um, we knew they were going to come in, come hungry, and then kind of give us all they got. And we just knew, like, we had to come out and just take any hope away early. So that's what we did. We got up quick, uh, you know, executed our game plan. And, you know, it just, you know, ran out the clock in the second half, got some guys in the game. So it, it was good. It was good. Across college football, it's so interesting to watch teams now because everybody has such sophisticated film and you know there's so many different things you can do you can study up so well and so it seems like by and large unless you're running the option most teams are are running similar sort of concepts on offense but one thing you can really make a difference in is how fast you play you guys have been playing at such a fast tempo uh, these last couple weeks particularly just talk about that I mean how much does that help you and what do you like about that uh, style of football you guys are playing? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, especially being a receiver. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, typically we, we get a little tired out there sometimes, but we know if we're tired, the, the guys across from us are 10 times more tired than us. You know what I mean? So we do a great job all fall camp and, and coming into the season, uh, uh, you know, double repping and getting a lot of reps and making sure that our stamina is up and, and we have good fitness. So we know we can run all like run up the tempo and, and run all over teams. So we like to keep that tempo up and just, you know, put the pressure on them because now they can't, you know, get their subs in. They can't get out of defenses and uh, they got to adjust to us with the personnel that they have on the field. So it definitely benefits us. And yeah, I mean, it, it shows like it definitely helps. 
I think it's so interesting too because we talk about size, speed, strength, all that in football all the time. But physical conditioning is such a huge X factor, right? And it seems like you guys have such a huge advantage in that. Just, just tell us about that. I mean, it seems like Sean Heron and the weight staff is doing a great job of having you guys in uh, premier shape. Yeah, man, definitely. Like uh, my my time here has just been amazing as far as like you know the the training staff, the uh, strength conditioning staff. The, the culture here as far as how we practice, how, how things are run and, and everything. I just think there's just like a difference here. You know what I mean? And it, it's definitely noticeable, uh, especially since my short time being here. So, yeah, it definitely goes a long way. And um, it shows on the field, shows on Saturday. So, yeah, we, in my opinion, I feel like we're the most in-shape team in the country, man. And we're just going to keep showing that. Robbie Olson joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. He's a senior wide receiver for the Montana State Bobcats. MSU off to a 5-1 and one start. Uh, Robbie, I want to talk about your background. Just tell us about your career leading up to this because you, you played at a D3 school there in uh, Minnesota with great tradition. Uh, but just tell us about what that experience was like and then how it led you to Montana State. Yeah, man. Um, uh, man, like my time in St. John's was amazing. I can't lie to you. Uh, coming out of high school, I didn't have any any offers, any um, you know, any stars, anything like that. So I just wanted to go somewhere where I was wanted. And uh, St. John's was really the only school that really, you know, gave me that opportunity. me. You know, I was there in a heartbeat. And I had a great career there, a two-time All-American, um, whatever other accolades, whatever. But, you know, it, it was amazing. So my, my thing, you know, kind of level up my play, go somewhere where I can better myself, continue to amongst uh, better competition. So Montana State gave me that opportunity, and here I am, and I'm just trying to help this team win, get a get back to the national championship and win a conference championship. What are the biggest differences you notice uh, just moving up uh, from D3 to D1? Uh, I mean, scheme-wise and everything, it's not much different. Uh, I've never been on a team where we've ran two quarterbacks. <laughs> so that, that's pretty different. But um, other than, outside of that, I'd just say, like, the culture. Kind of like what I talked talked about before. The culture here is just just a lot different than uh, what I was used to over at St. John's. But I definitely think it's beneficial for me and uh, the position that I'm in. And like like I said, man, it's it's just been great. Like I, I can't really ask for anything better. And uh, I've always been on a winning programs since high school. You know, going to Vista Marietta and going to St. John's winning program. So nothing different there. So yeah, man, just just trying to help this team win however I can. Please have breakdown. Presented in part by J&V Restaurant Supply. It's the heart of tailgating season, so anything you might need for your upcoming tailgate, check out J&V Restaurant Supply. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls, plus a great website, jvrestaurant.com. J&V Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Ravi Olsen joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. What's the what's the process like acclimating to a team when you do come in as a transfer uh, with just a year left to play? The biggest thing for me was just earning the respect of the guys around me. Um, you know, coming in and just knowing that, hey, like, you know, I, I got one year here, you know, so how can I make an impact however I can? And I feel like the biggest thing for me was just, just being in the guy's face, not really be, not, not being like a vocal leader, you know what I mean, because we already have those. Uh, just coming in and, and doing things the right way making sure that I'm accountable, making sure that, you know, the guys around me can count on me and, and just, you know, just being a leader by action. You know what I mean? So coming here, uh, uh, earning the respect of my guys, and I feel like I did a great job of that. And, yeah, yeah, now we're rolling. So I talked to Cleveland Thomas yesterday, and uh, similar dynamics since you guys are both senior guys coming in, but different because you got there in January. He didn't get there till this summer. So – um, what have you thought of his ability to kind of uh, mesh the team? Seems like he's fitting in pretty darn good as well. 
Oh yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, uh, Cleveland CT, what we call him. Yeah, that's that's my guy. He came in, uh, just like his athleticism, his strength, his speed, everything like that. Just like you know, spoke for itself. And we already knew he was a guy coming from uh, the SEC. So yeah, I mean, he he's definitely more of a vocal guy, and uh, uh, I feel like the the people definitely like the players around him definitely respected that. So off the jump, you know, like we, we respected him, you know, coming in, but, um, yeah, I mean, for, for the both of us, I mean, I, I can't really speak for him, but I'll speak for myself, but you know, just coming in and, and just, just setting an example, you know what I mean? I feel like I did that. I feel like he did that. And, and that's, what's been the difference. Uh, Ruby also joined us here on the big scab breakdown. SkylineSportsFT.com. Uh, you mentioned the two-quarterback system. What's your guys' perspective on that? Because it looked like you guys were – well, I know you were running a bunch of two-quarterback stuff before uh, Tommy Block got hurt. So probably back to that now that he's back in the fold. But from a receiver perspective, does anything change? Um, I mean, not, not really. Like, we, we know we have two great quarterbacks back there in, in Sean Chambers and Tommy Malott. So getting both of those guys involved is definitely helping the team. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes it may be a little bit slower as far as the passing game, uh, passing game goes, but, uh, us receivers, we know we're going to play, play our butts off and we're going to, we're going to block. If we need to block, we're going to catch the ball. We need to catch the ball and do what we need to do to help this team win. And that's the most important thing. So having the two quarterback system definitely brings a different dynamic dynamic to Montana State and I feel like it's a thing that a lot of teams aren't really used to so it it catches people off guard and I mean you know we didn't have (laughs) we didn't have the best performance against uh, Oregon State but like that first drive we went down there and punched it in their face and scored you know that just goes to show that we can move the ball and score against any any defense in the country man so uh that, that two quarterback system I think is pretty cool something I've never seen before and it's definitely different and it you know it catches teams off guard so Last thing for you then, I know it's only halfway through this uh, last season here at Montana State, but what, what does it taught you? I mean, what, what are you gaining from this from a personal level? How, what have you learned uh, during your time so far uh, there in Bozeman? Yeah, I mean, I definitely say, like, just uh, being able to, you know, adapt to new looks, a um, um, little bit, you know, stepping outside my comfort zone. Like, it was a big decision for me to come here. Like, at St. John's, I was getting, what, like, 8 to 10, 8 to 12 targets a game, you know what I'm saying? So coming here a little bit slower, but just understanding that, hey, like, just just making sure that I'm always doing what I can to help the team win, which is, which is super important. And then also, like, getting other looks, like looks I've never seen before, you know what I mean? And and I feel like that's helped me a lot as a receiver, helped me a lot develop. And just being around better competition, you know what I mean? Like, you know, iron sharpens iron. So anytime where I can be around guys who are going to push me every single day, other teams are going to push me, like, it's only making me better. So uh, I love that. And I love that aspect of being here. And I'm just looking to get better in every way that I can, you know, every single day that I can. So. Ravy Alston, senior wide receiver for the Montana State Bobcats. They play at Northern Colorado on Saturday. Ravy, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. Let's talk to one of the guys who's been leading the charge. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New Fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's 
Check out the new styles while supplies last. You can also visit Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on game day, which game day returns to Missoula on Saturday. Missoula's best selection of Grizz gear, accessories, and more from all the top brands. You can also shop online 24-7 at bobwards.com. Our Grizz Star of the Week this week, Alex Gubner, the man in the middle of the Grizz defense. He's a junior defensive tackle there at the University of Montana, and uh, he's a key factor in the the uh, level of defense that the Grizz are playing right now. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining us, man. First of all, just take us through the bye week. Uh, what were some of the main priorities? How did it go? And uh, what's it been like earlier this week at practice? Uh, how you guys feeling coming off your bye? Oh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, the bye week's been uh, it's pretty good. We got a little... Uh, rest time off our feet, you know, got to really look back on the film in detail from the game before. Um, you know, we hit the field on Saturday, you know, been practicing all week. Uh, feel good. We all feel back and back in the mix. Yep. You guys have been playing at such a high level defensively, and I think it's so fun to watch you execute what you do, especially when you have a little bit of an understanding of what it is you guys do. But what are the factors that have gone into that? I mean, how have you guys been able to reach this level of uh, not only execution, but also just a level of intensity? I mean, you guys play so hard. What has it taken to get to that point? Years and years of practice. I mean, it's been a four-year journey where we've hit the practice field every day, you know, getting, you know, really that pursuit and that effort ingrained in us where every play we're kind of going balls out, you know, toughness, everything. I mean, we're – we're getting after it, and it's just been a process of our coaches and the team really taking acceptance to that, that, you know, we're going to be the hardest-working team on the field. For you, as a guy playing on the inside, uh, what, what is your mindset going into a game? I mean, what are you telling yourself, hey, this is what I got to get done today? Um, just control what I can control and do my 111th, you know. There's no need to do too much. You know, it's all about everyone executing their job, so – Really just keeping it simple and just doing my part, just my 111th, yep. Seems like, too, that there's so much momentum that goes into the style you guys play. Can you feel that? I mean, when you guys get it rolling like you did against Portland State, for example, I mean, is that something that's palpable? Can you feel it within the scope of the defense and the scope of the team? Yeah, I mean, you know, like anything, you know, we get on a roll. I mean, especially in the stadium, Washington Grizzly, I mean, the fans get going, we get going. Um, yeah, I mean, we feel it. You kind of know we're getting rolling when, you know, all our teammates like Marcus, Pat, Robbie, Jacob, McGowan, all these guys, you know, are getting hyped up, you know, celebrating as a team. You know, we, we kind of get a sense and, you know, at, once we get rolling, we, we try to finish people. Great star of the week here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Alex Gubner, junior defensive tackle for the University of Montana football team, joining us uh, here on Nuanas Now. Uh, tell us about you, man. What, what's the process of acclimating to Montana been like for you? I know you've been here now for a handful of years, but coming from Southern California, what, what was it like when you first got to Missoula, and then how has it gone, just uh, sort of adjusting to the lifestyle and some of the changes that you experience when you move far away from home? Um, it's pretty, you know, it's a little different, obviously, culturally, um, just the scenery, everything, you know, the people, everything's different than uh, where I grew up with, but um, it really wasn't too hard of an acclimation. I mean, being part of a team with this, who are, you know, a team that's this close within the, within, uh, the like whole athletic department. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I just really kind of sunk myself into school and football and made some lifelong friends and 
Yeah, so I really, really wasn't really an acclimation process. You know, if you, if you love, fo- you know, if you love football, love school, I mean, love what you're doing, it honestly isn't too hard. Well, that seems to be a common factor too amongst your team. And, and Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, talks about it all the time. Is he puts a high priority on finding guys that love the game of football. So, uh, what about football is it that you love? I mean, what has got you so enamored with the game? I got to say, this team. I mean. You know, a lot of a lot of schools. You know, there's kind of cliques and little groups within the team, but not with us. You know, everyone hangs out with each other. It's really a brotherhood. And when I got here, you know, they took me in, and I've made some of you know best friends for life. And I think you know that's what really drives me is you know going all out for my team because the last thing I want to do is let them down. So I have to say that. Grizz football, 5-0 coming into this upcoming weekend's game. Idaho in town, the 88th matchup with the Vandals in a series that dates back to 1903. Alex Governor joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, what's your guys' perspective on the rivalry? Because now it's sort of not news anymore that Idaho's back in the big sky. They've been in the league now for a handful of years. Uh, since you started playing there for the Grizz, Idaho's been on the schedule. Uh, so what do you think of, of – just facing off against the Vandals, what's your perspective on the rivalry? Um, I mean, they're a good team. You know, they have a rich history. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it is a rivalry. And, you know, we got to bring our best game because, you know, they're they're a good team. So, nothing more to that, you know. Um, we're just excited that we get to play to Missoula and want to keep that Stein here. Idaho's run game is is one that has been good so far this year. They have a couple running backs that look really good uh, when you turn on the tape, and their offensive line has been good for years since coming back in the league. So what do you think of your matchup that you got? What, what's the front seven of the Grizz looking at when they're uh, analyzing the Vandals going into this week? Um, yeah, I mean, they've got good backs, um, good vision, all that stuff. Um, they have a good offense, and they played some good teams early on in the season, you know, FBS teams, and they really uh, – had them scared for a bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, they're front. They're a good team. And, you know, I've just been uh, just kind of, you know, another game week, just grinding, staying in the routine and all that stuff. Well, that in itself, just the, the, the week-to-week stick, sticking with the same level of effort and preparation seems to be such a key to success, not only for the Grizzlies, but for football teams across the country. How important has that been for you guys, though, just sort of the, the systematic nature and the discipline you do take from on a day-to-day basis? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, football is a real routine sport. Um, we kind of do the same thing every week. Every You know, everything's kind of regimented and, that's kind of how we like it. We don't have to think about anything. We don't have to plan. We just do. So I think it helps us a lot uh, when it comes to game time, just going out and playing because we've done all the work. Alex Gubner joining us here on our Grizz Star of the Week. He's a junior defensive tackle for the University of Montana. They host the University of Idaho on Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff from Washington Grizzly Stadium. Last thing for you, man, what are the keys for, for Montana this week uh, going into this battle for the Little Brown Stein? Uh, number one is we just got to be us. We got to be the Montana Grizzlies, and we got to, uh, you know, play hard. You know, the whole game. You know, just the same, uh, you know, the same mentality we bring as a defense. The whole team, everything. We just got to, you know, pursue everything. Run down. You know, don't give up on anything. Um, and that's really it. You know, we just got to be us, and we got to come to play that way. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Really love watching you play. Keep on doing what you're doing, and the best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care. 
Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Big Sky Breakdown yep, rolls good. on. Huge matchup in Missoula on Saturday as the University of Montana takes on the University of Idaho. The battle for the Little Brown Stein. We're joined now by Idaho junior linebacker Paul Moala. He is uh, one of the leading tacklers for the Vandals and uh, Idaho off to a 2-0 start in Big Sky Conference play, uh, similar to the Montana Grizzlies. Paul, thanks for taking a minute, man. First of all, let's talk about the start. I mean, how have you guys been able to do this early on? Three wins in a row. I've uh, been playing good football. What have been the key factors for Idaho so far this season? I think the biggest thing is just to, um, you know, be accountable um, outside of the games and just in practice and, you know, within, you know, our everyday, uh, you know, go-arounds just with classes and things. I just think if we take it, you know, with us taking care of the little things and details, um, it continues to show uh, with us in practice and then that translates out to the field. So um, I think that is a a huge thing. And then uh, another thing is uh, just team chemistry and just continue to build the bond um, you know, with me being a transfer student and then uh, we have a couple other transfer students and then a ton of young guys coming in. I just think continuously building that bond and, and building that uh, relationship, um, you know, with the older guys and, and the younger guys is just, um, you know, mending that uh, mold and, and continuing to uh, push towards uh, a team that can rely on each other is something that's very important, um, you know, uh, with our success. So I think those are the two main factors. You mentioned you're a transfer. You spent a couple of years there at Notre Dame. You, you hail from Indiana. So, what what have you thought personally of just adjusting to life in Moscow? How's it been going? Uh, it's definitely different. Um, you know, with being out in, uh, in South South Bend, pretty big city area, and just coming out here, um, you know, it's a lot more uh, you know farm and, and 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 not much you know to do around here. But honestly, it's been nice. Uh, it's truly a blessing just because, um, you know, it gives me time to focus more on just, you know, what I want to do and, and my um, craftsmanship and just, you know, what my future holds and, and helps me stay focused and, and with no outside distractions. So that's really nice. What did you learn? What did you take from your time at Notre Dame? I mean, obviously growing up in Indiana, I think probably every kid at least has a th- thought or a dream of, of playing someday for the Irish. So uh, what did you think of the experience? What did it teach you both from a football perspective, but also from a personal perspective? Um, it, you know, it really just taught me, um, you know, there's life outside of football. Um, you know, f- football can only last so long, so it's important to, you know, build relationships outside of football and, and make connections that, you know, allow you to, you know, continue to succeed, whether it be financially or just, you know, uh, relationship-wise or socially. Um, you know, it's important to understand that um, we are all, you know, athletes are not just athletes. There's there's a, another part to them that's very important. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I took from Notre Dame is that um, it's be- uh, it's important to understand that, you know, football ends at some some point and, and you know at some point after that you become you know whether it be like a husband a father an employee what, whatever that is uh, do, do it to the best of your ability so I think that's the biggest takeaway that I took away from Notre Dame. Paul Moala joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown he's a junior linebacker for the University of Idaho they play at Montana on Saturday uh, tell us about just adjusting to this defense then first of all what, what was the hook for you to come to Idaho I mean did you have any previous connection or did you know any of the new guys on the staff there what, what led you to Moscow? 
No, I actually had no knowledge of any of the staff here. Um, what ended up happening was uh, I got hurt the past two seasons at Notre Dame, um, so I was really just looking for somewhere to continuously play ball, um, especially since I got my degree from Notre Dame. Um, and Idaho reached out, and, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, my official visit and just the company of the coaches and, and you know, having a young staff. Definitely attribute to that, uh, you know, just, you know, having the same energy, the same mindset, and especially having coaches that have been through the college experience, you know, and, and playing ball. Um, I thought that that was really important. Um, so it was nice to see, you know, coaches that understood, you know, our, our shoes and, and what we were going through at the time. So just having that connection was really nice. Rob Arrich running the defense now is the defensive coordinator there for the Idaho Vandals. Uh, what would you just describe as the identity of this defense so far, Paul? I think it's definitely, you know, smash mouth football defense where um, Orrich tries to put uh, guys in the, uh, you know, the right position to, you know, you know, make plays. And honestly, it's been nice, you know, just to understand the scheme and, and be able to execute it so well. Um, and just having, you know, the vets on the defense that we have, um, you know, to lead us and, 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 you know, take care of that. And um, I'm slowly, you know, starting to grasp, you know, that uh, leadership role. And so it's been nice to, um, you know, be able to just feed off of each other. And um, energy wise, I just think that, you know, we're a high energy, high tempo defense that, uh, plays ball really well and, and, and is really good in not only the run, but um, can be effective in the pass game too. So, you know, I'm really excited about what this defense, um, uh, the potential the defense can reach, um, you know, in the future. So, yeah. It's always interesting too when you have a new coaching staff, just what situation they maybe are taking over. But one thing that I always thought about Idaho in the last four or five years since they rejoined the Big Sky Conference was that it's a bunch of bangers. I mean, there's a lot of guys. It's a high, highly physical team that really loves to hit. And so I talked to Coach Eck each of the last couple of weeks uh, about exactly that, just how you know they came in with some new ideas, some new philosophies. But that part, just the, the physicality that has already existed on the roster, uh, still remains. Uh, do you see that? And, and how much does that uh, caters to what you're talking about, just your guys' ability to execute? and be good against both the run and the pass yeah no I definitely noticed it uh when I first got in especially in just being able to you know watch film on these guys before I came in and see their spring spring ball and you know be able to witness that in fall camp uh I definitely think that you know it, it's it's something that we take pride in on the defense and and just to be able to you know fly around and, and make plays I think that's the most important part about football is you know you got to be willing to hit and that you know that doesn't come natural to any man so to be able to you know witness a group that is willing to do that you know um, and just you know sacrifice a lot you know mentally but most importantly like physically to just you know go out there and hit guys with no remorse is just really nice to be around because you know it, it, it starts to feed off of everybody on the defense and you know whether or not whether you like to hit or not you know you're going to feel that energy and you're going to want to hit so I think it definitely um, is a testament to you know the Idaho defense and just these guys and, and how hard they work so yeah. Paul Mahal is joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown, a junior linebacker for Idaho. They play at Montana on Saturday, and uh, we're recording this here on a Tuesday. Uh, but, Paul, let's talk about the game then. Uh, I know you're probably just a day into the prep. I don't know if you guys have actually even practiced yet today or not, but um, what do you think of Montana initially? I mean, what have you seen on film? What do you think of the Grizz offense? And what, what matchups do you guys like? Uh, we, uh, definitely a great offense. Um, you know, one of the best that we've seen uh, so far. And, and obviously their record, you know, attests to that. So, um, I'm definitely we're definitely excited for the challenge. Um, for us, I think it's more important for us to focus on ourselves and our scheme, and, and you know not really worry about um, you know what Mo Montana has to bring. Um, although we we do you know uh, know and acknowledge their skill set, um, I definitely think that if we want to win this game, then we got to focus on uh, you know 
our details and, and our scheme and, and, you know, our physicality and things like that. So, yeah. Is there anything in particular you think Montana does well offensively or that is a key factor for you guys to slow them down? Uh, I think they run the ball really well. Um, and we've talked about it in our linebacker room, you know, with them being, you know, one of the top, or if not the top, uh, you know, rushing offense in, in the league, and us being one of the top rushing defenses in the league, um, that definitely will be, you know, a great matchup and something that we look forward to to be able to take up that challenge and, and you know, be very dialed into. Um, but, you know, just with a, a good running offense comes, you know, a, a good RPO team where they can, you know, um, be effective within the, the, the RPO game and, and being able to get those quick tosses out. So, I definitely think that we're going to be schemed up for that and, you know, be ready for what they have to bring. So we're pretty excited about, you know, what they have to um, offer and, and what we have to offer. Last thing for you then, what will be the keys for you guys, both defensively and as a football team, if you're going to come to Missoula Saturday and get a win? I think it comes down to just taking care of what we need to take care of and, and executing the details. Um, and then on top of that, you know, just energy and enthusiasm. We got a, you know, long bus drive down. So maintaining that energy, you know, may be a little bit tougher. But I think if we keep that energy throughout the day and just, you know, bring that energy to the field on Saturday, I think, um, you know, we'll be seeing uh, success at, at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah. Paul Moala, a junior linebacker for Idaho, joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Paul, appreciate the time today, my man. And uh, best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate you for your time. Thank you very much. Have a good one. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, happy now for our Across the Sidelines where we profile head coaches for the oppositions of both Montana and Montana State. The Grizz coming off of a bye. And we're now we're joined by Jason Eck. His ESPN radio debut, he has joined us on our Big Sky Breakdown podcast several times, namely when he was the offensive line coach at Montana State years ago, but now the head coach of the Idaho Vandals. They come to Missoula for a 120th meeting against the University of Montana, the battle for the Little Brown Stein coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Just start there. How much do you know about the history of this rivalry and how much are you learning this week with the Grizzlies coming up? Well, it's been an educational you know, thing for our whole uh our whole program, you know, I, I don't know if anybody on our team has even ever seen this thing in person. It's been so long since it's been in Moscow. So, uh, you know, we got to do a little education about it and about the history of this rivalry. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to be the year cause they're damn good, but uh, I'm hoping that over time we can make this a better rivalry because it's not a very good rivalry when one team dominates every year. In your experience coaching, and you've been at a lot of different places, is it different when you have a, a quote-unquote rival on the schedule? Or I guess how do you make it not too much different than this, the, the ins and outs, the week-by-week uh, week week grind that's gotten you guys three wins in a row? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a bigger deal. I mean, I, I think you're playing, you know, you're, you're playing with something that has a little bit more uh, history to it. And, 
you know, I, I think these games are fun to coach in. You know, I, the, um, you look at the history of this, how long it's been going back. Um, you know, it's much longer than like the Dakota Marker Trophy that, you know, South Dakota State and North Dakota State play for. But I, I think that definitely adds something to the rivalry. When I was in college, you know, we had uh, Paul Bunyan's axe with Minnesota and Wisconsin. So, I mean, I, I think these trophy games are something that uh, is unique and very special about college football. So to be a part of that, I think, is a great honor and a great you know opportunity. Jason Eck joining us, University of Idaho head football coach. His team in Missoula on Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff for the Battle of the Little Brown Stein. Uh, coach, just take us through the scope of your season so far. You're on a three-game winning streak. You're coming off of a bye. So what would you like about your team's play the three weeks prior? Going into the bye, what would you get done during the off week? Well, I think we've, I think we've, uh, on offense, we've continued to get better, I think, which is encouraging. Uh, I think we've had, uh, you know, each game have played a little bit better there. You know, I thought defense, you know, came away with the last game, maybe not as fired up about how they played. You know, I thought Northern Colorado had some decent things they were doing on offense, but, uh, they, they didn't use those against Sac State, unfortunately. But uh, so I, I think our defense has a little chip on their shoulder. They can play better uh, than they did. But you know, I think our defense, you know, has done a lot of good things. You know, shutting out Indiana in the first half, and you know, holding up, holding Washington State to ten points in the first half. And you know, now you know we got to play our best game this week. I, I really think Montana. Uh, I, I think they're probably better than the Power Five teams we played. I mean, you look at them beating Washington last year, and, and they've really controlled every game this year. You know, no, no, no team has really even been competitive uh, with them. Um, so this is going to be, I think, our biggest challenge. I think the crowd will be the toughest place we play in, you know, more so than Indiana and Washington State. So, uh, but, you know, I, the Sagarin ratings have them as the number one team in the nation. They got my vote. I think they're very good. Let's talk about your quarterback. Giovanni uh, McCoy has been unbelievably efficient, uh, especially during Big Sky Conference play. 18 of 20 against Northern Arizona and 22 of 27 against Northern Colorado through four touchdowns uh, in that uh, Northern Colorado win on homecoming for Idaho. What has allowed him to be so efficient and so consistent so far this year? Well, a couple things. It's a credit to him. You know, I think he's really taken coaching and, and uh, continued to improve and is making great decisions, is protecting the ball, uh, which I think will be critical You know, against a great team like Montana to, to not turn the ball over and, and give them momentum. Uh, and, and I do think uh, you know, our offensive system, You know, Coach Leister has done a great job. Uh, you know, he was with me at South Dakota State, and we, we kind of retooled it after the 2019 season. And uh, you know, we've tried to really simplify a lot of the reads you know, I, I, you know, we don't have a lot of pre-snap reads where you got to figure things out. It's, it's more of just repetition of the same plays over and over again out of different formations and different looks. And, you know, just trying to get your quarterback to play very fast so he can't get confused. You know, I think Montana does a great job with a lot of their disguises, uh, of, of both of coverage and of their blitzes. And, um, you know, so I think you can get, if you're trying to make a lot of decisions, you know, pre-snap on what you're going to do with the football, that can get you in trouble against a good team like this. McCoy Hales from Lawndale High School, which is a high school that's produced quite a few really athletic quarterbacks that have made their way to the Big Sky Conference. And sometimes, Coach, you got to harness and reel a guy like that in. Sometimes you you don't want to do that at all. You kind of just want to unleash him. What's that balancing act been like with Giovanni? You know, he, he's a pretty disciplined kid. I mean, I you know, he I, I don't think he's a guy we have to reel in. You know, I think he's done a great job of extending plays. You know, he's not a you know a freak athlete where we're gonna you know uh, you know he's not quite. Um, you know, like Montana's quarterback, you know, the Johnson kids really athletic where I think they like to design some quarterback runs. 
We're really not designing many quarterback runs for Giovanni, but I think he's done a really nice job of scrambling. Uh, he's also done a great job of extending plays when there's been pressure, maybe escaping from the first rushers, you know, scrambling and then finding, keeping his eyes downfield and finding somebody. And uh, when you play the best teams, man, when you play a team like Montana or North Dakota State, I think your quarterback has to do that because you're not going to have, you know, when you just take your drop and are ready to throw, there's not guys open, <laughs> you know, as, as much as there is when you play in average teams or poor teams. So uh, you're, you're kind of counting on the quarterback uh, to buy you some time and, and to do those things to win games like that. So, uh, you know, I think this will be his, his greatest challenge. I, I do think he's uh, improved a lot and, and played his best football the last three weeks. But, you know, again, Montana's a lot more like, uh, you know, Washington State and Indiana than they are like the last three teams we played. So this will be a great challenge for him. Jason Eck, first-year Idaho head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Idaho at Montana on Saturday. And, Coach, you mentioned the Grizz, and that's a high praise, saying that they are more talented than the FBS teams that you've played so far. Uh, what do you think it is about the Grizz that make them such a, a challenging scout? I mean, I've been covering them for several years since Bobby Houck's been back. Their defense, incredibly unorthodox, incredibly high tempo. They play with such great energy. Uh, so let's just start there. I mean, how big of a challenge is it to scout this defense and to prepare for it? Well, I think they're very well coached. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I, you know, I, I, I think they're probably better as a team. I don't know if they, like, to a man, are more talented than those Power 5 teams, but uh, they're very well coached. You know, you look at their defense, you know, a lot of teams you play, if they do a lot up front with their D-line and linebackers, they're simple in the back end, or vice versa. If they're complicated in the back end, they're simple up front. These guys do a ton of stuff up front and a ton of stuff in the back end, and to do that and coordinate that and have it all together uh, is really impressive. I think it's a sign of a well-coached uh, team. They, they do a lot of things really well, and, uh, you know, they got a very experienced staff. I mean, they're, you know, they're D-coordinated coaching Rose Bowls and stuff, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a great staff and, and very well-coached, and, uh they are unorthodox. Again, I don't know if I've ever coached against a system quite, you know, like this. I know I think it has some of that descendant of Rocky Long, uh, you know, in his system. But, uh, you know, it's a very challenge. It is unorthodox. You know, I think we got to be simple and try to execute because I think if you uh, – they do so much. If you try to do a lot of stuff with it, you're not going to execute it as a high level. And, you know, it's like why they're giving up, you know, 2.2 yards of rush and five yards of throw. I mean, their, their statistics are kind of ridiculous on defense. And then, you know, offensively, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of what we'd like to be on offense. You know, I think we got to keep developing our tight ends and grooming them. But I, I love watching their offense when they get in their 12 personnel and 13 personnel and they'll – you know, they'll use jet motions. They'll use the quarterback in the run game, you know, the downhill physical nature of their run game. I think their whole line is very good and very well coached. Uh, you know, I think their whole line, you know, is probably as maybe anybody as good as anyone's you've seen, maybe save Indiana's. Um, you know, so I, I like what they do up front. And, you know, again, I like having an athletic quarterback. He does a great job with his feet. Um, so, I mean, it's a good team, man. They're, they're, uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us. When it comes to the atmosphere, like you said, it's going to be a raucous one. It always is in Missoula. Is there anything you can do to prepare for that, or how do you get your team to sort of embrace it and maybe even ride some of the energy? Well, you know, a couple things that, you know, we're going to do a lot of crowd noise all week, um, you know, and, and really we'll borrow kind of the same, you know, recipe we did when I was at South Dakota State getting ready to play at North Dakota State. Cause I think those are, you know, just based on, I've never played at Montana before, but just based on watching tape and seeing the number of false starts over the years, I've seen, I think uh, when I first got to South Dakota State, you know, after I left Montana State, you know, I think Montana played South Dakota State in 2015 in the playoffs and South Dakota State had like eight false starts or something. It was gross. Um, so I, I, you got to really prepare your players for a, 
you're not going to hear the snap count every time, but that's not an excuse. You got to try to get off on the ball or, uh, you know, find a way, even if you're late off the ball to still get your job done. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a lot of split practices where we like take the offense inside for scout team periods and just crank it up as loud as it can go uh, to try to get them used to not being able to hear anything. Let the defense stay outside because I do think that the fan base will be well coached up and be quiet as a mouse when, uh, you know, Montana has a ball. So I, I don't want to subject our, you know, our defensive coaches and defensive players, because I, I do not think they'll have a problem communicating at all when the off, when Montana's offense is out there. Uh, so we got to do that. I, I think it's important in these games that you uh, you don't get caught up in an avalanche of momentum. You know, because once in a while you get into those teams where the crowd gets rolling and you make a few critical errors early, and then you look up and you're down 21 nothing, and it's like you know 10 minutes into the game. So I, I think you got to let it settle in. You know, at least try to get the game to the second half where the fans go out and get a few pops at halftime. Then, you know, if you can if you can make it to that point, you got a chance, maybe. Well, a great many head coaches in the league they choose to kick first, they can get the ball second, so that the stadium no, no, does have a few less people in, a few more people outside drinking some sodas. Jason Eck joining us, a University of Idaho head football coach, his squad in Missoula to take on the Grizz. Last couple things for you, coach. I know I asked you this on the Big Sky Breakdown a couple weeks ago, but sort of a rephrasing of it. Tradition is such an interesting element and such an important element for a successful college football program, especially in the long term. Idaho has great tradition. How have you gone about learning about that tradition? and maybe sort of implementing it or trying to reignite it uh, in your first year here as Idaho's head coach? Well, like I said, this has been an educational week. I mean, I got a little sheet on the history of the rivalry. I was shocked to learn that Idaho's won more games in the series than Montana. And uh, obviously the last 25 years have not been that way. But, uh, you know, that kind of shows. Like, I I, I bet nobody in our building would have known that. You know, I bet none of the players would have known that than the all-time series Idaho's won more games. So, you know, I think we've tried to embrace it. You know, we, we talked a lot even in training camp about, uh, you know, we had a lot of guys back for homecoming who played in the early 80s, you know, and, uh, you know, from 1981, uh, Idaho had a lousy year and the coach got fired and then they brought in a new coach in 82, Coach Erickson. And, you know, they, they didn't win the league, but they were able to make the playoffs uh, the very next year and had about a six-game turnaround. And, you know, that, that, that's to me, you know, our goal. And, um, you know, this is going to be a very tough game. I, I don't think this game necessarily uh, is, is a make or break or a, uh, a must win. I'm, I'm hoping that we can go compete well. I think we understand that uh, when you're playing a team like Montana, you can play on the road, you can play pretty well and still lose the game. Uh, but that, that that's really what we're going to try to focus on is focus on ourselves and make sure we play at uh, the best we can play. And then hopefully they bring their C game or something and, you know, you can maybe, you know, make a game of it. But uh, um, it, it's educating process of learning about that history and then trying to, to build it back. Well, last thing for you, then, in terms of re-harnessing it, building it back, how much could a good performance and a win uh, in Missoula on Saturday help that effort? You know, I, I think our fan base is pretty excited about the progress we've made, you know, just uh, being 2-0 and in conference. I mean, Idaho hasn't been 2-0 and in conference since 2009, so that's a pretty small hurdle to have, but obviously that doesn't uh, you know, really raise any heartbeats across the country. You know, we're not, we're not ranked or anything, but, uh, you know, I think obviously if you can, uh, you know, that's the opportunity in this game. If you could find a way somehow to uh, pull a miracle and beat these guys on their, on their home field, I think you'll, you'll catch the imagination of, uh, catch the attention of the FCS uh, world. So, uh, you know, it's a tremendous, tremendous challenge. It's going to be very, very difficult, but uh, it's also a great opportunity in that way. Jason Eck across the sidelines presented by Advance Thompson Vision. He's the first-year head coach of the Idaho Vandals. They play in Missoula Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. kick from Washington Grizzly Stadium, the battle for the Little Brown Stein coach. Great talking to you as always. Best of luck on Saturday, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks, Colt. Appreciate you.
Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Well, happy now for our Across the Sidelines, presented by Vance Thompson Vision, where we profile and dive into some of the opponents for both the Montana State Bobcats and the Montana Grizzlies. MSU on the road this week in Greeley, Colorado, taking on the Northern Colorado Bears. We're joined now by Ed McCaffrey, second-year head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears. Coach, thanks for taking time again. Good to hear from you. Uh, first of all, just take us through uh, the season for you guys so far. I know you had a couple-game winning streak, the first winning streak in your second season here, uh, but then two losses these last couple weeks. So uh, where are you at? with your team what have you liked about their play so far and what sort of improvements have you seen uh, these last couple weeks as well yeah we have a really young team we have a couple of strong senior leaders but after that we're really young so we've been playing a lot of different players giving guys a chance to compete you know in a perfect world you're you're a senior and and junior led uh, team with guys that have played a couple years but you know every now and again you get a young team um, where you're still competing for playing time and positions throughout the season and that's that's kind of where we are, and some of that was due to, you know, injuries to certain players. Other, other times it's just because we haven't really figured out uh, who the guy is at a certain position, or it's close, so they're they're both getting playing time. And so there's some bumps and, and bruises and adversity you have to overcome um, when you have a young team. But I like our guys. I really have a lot of fun coaching them. We have some character guys who work really hard, continue to stick together and play together regardless of whether we win or lose. And my goal as a coach is always to get our team to play our best football. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even concerned about the scoreboard as much as I am about our guys playing their best football. So I feel like we did that uh, sporadically throughout this season, but we haven't put a complete game together yet. And, um, and we're still hopefully growing and, and getting better. We're coming off our worst game last week. I mean, there's no excuse for that. I think everyone decided to just have their worst game at the same time. Um, so we as coaches have to go back to the drawing board and find out how to get our guys better prepared to play. Obviously, playing Montana State, these guys are a good football team and top five team in the country and got to the national championship a year ago. So, you know, we got we got a good challenge. It's a great opportunity for our guys to go out and compete. You know, you wanna you wanna be the best. Um you want to be a winning team, you gotta you gotta play with the best. And that's what will have happen this week and hopefully our guys put their best foot forward and we play our best football. When you are measuring it, it is such a delicate art, but uh, you actually do see that a little bit in college football, just trying to play up to your personal level of expectations, your internal level of expectation, your standard. When things are going well at Northern Colorado, what does it, what does it look like? I mean, what, what are you looking to see your teams excel at when you are analyzing if they're playing their best brand of ball? Well, football is really a game of alignment, assignment, and technique. So as a coach, you want to be uh, disciplined. You want guys to line up in the right spot. Uh, You want the personnel and the substitutions to happen seamlessly. You want guys to know their assignment, meaning there's no missed assignments, right, no MAs. And then after that, um, it's the battle that every player has with the guy in front of them. That's where technique comes in. So um, from, from a coaching standpoint, look, 
take care of your alignment and your assignment, and then do the best you can to win the, the battle that's in front of you. And, you know, teams that are more physically gifted than other teams usually win most of those battles. But it's when you don't take care of the alignment and the assignment part that really frustrates a coach, or when you don't execute a play that you know you're capable of executing. For instance, you know, if you duck your head and close your and tackle on the open field, if you drop a pass when you're wide open, if, you know, things like that, you're running back and you know, put the ball on the ground. Things like that are within our control. Every team, you know, has players that are in control of their assignment. And there's times where those plays are there to be made and you don't make them. And, and that doesn't have anything to do with the other team. Uh, there's times where the other team makes their plays, right? But when the plays are there to be had, you have to make them. And you certainly can't miss those opportunities when you're playing a good football team because they'll they'll capitalize off of it. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Ed McCaffrey, head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears, joining us here uh, on your radio dial on your Friday afternoon. Uh, coach and I are actually recording this on a Wednesday. we got to tell you that now. Uh, FCC rules, but you're listening to it on a Friday. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, coach, what, the process, I, this is so interesting to me, too, because I think if the if there was a defined answer to this, coaches across the country would, would try to harness it and put it in a bottle. But uh, what is the process like at and what is the, the moment like when that ability to seize the moment does occur? I mean, I've heard Bobby Houck from Montana talk about that quite a bit. You know, when the play is there to be made, you have to make the play. And if you can, you can build momentum within the scope of a game, within the scope of your team. But it's a lot more esoteric than that, right? I mean, it's, it seems like it's uh, not as definable as maybe we want it to be. So what's it like trying to teach your guys to embrace that element of it? You got to make the play when the play is there in front of you. Right. Well, as coaches, right, and so. We're teaching and real for us is to see players learn from us and then go out and have success based on the things we've been able to teach them and through their hard work. And so that that's what's so fulfilling for us as coaches. Um, and, and when it doesn't happen, it's frustrating to us because we feel like, you know, what do we need to do? What do we as coaches need to do to help them uh, have success on the field? What do we need to do to help them to make that play? And, there, and so the, the best we can do is to be consistent. We introduce the play when we install it. And by the way, that happens in the winter and the spring. In the summer, right, you've been going over the, a lot of your plays for a year. Um, it happens when you watch film of your team running the particular player using that particular technique and other teams running it. And then you walk through it um, and then you actually run it versus air and then you run it versus a defense. So there's so many different steps towards perfecting a particular player concept and practicing the technique needed to defeat the guy in front of you uh, within that particular player concept. So much work goes into it that when you finally get the opportunity and you get the right look on offense or defense or the perfect scenario unfolds, it's like, it's there. This is what we've been working for, you know, for a year. And then when it doesn't happen, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty frustrating. When it does happen, it, I mean, it's the best feeling in the world. You're like, I mean, we work so hard uh, for this opportunity, and then we seize the moment. And uh, the best teams do that. And it's not always like the explosive run or the explosive plays or the takeaway. It's not always that. Obviously, those have huge impacts in games, but sometimes, it's, you know, making a tackle in the backfield instead of missing it and letting the back get five yards and, and get a new set of downs. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, just taking two. So an offense one doesn't climb up to the second level for your backer up uh, to make a play. Sometimes it's just catching a wide-open pass for two yards on third and two to get another set of downs. And, and so, you know, so, there's some plays you really have to work hard 
to have success because uh, the other guy over there is competing and, and they're doing their job also. And there's other times where, when, and every fan can see it, right? It's like, gosh, I mean, it was right there. What happened? And you're right. I don't, I don't have an answer either. I mean, you work so hard to, to, to make it happen. And then when it doesn't, you know, I don't know that any coach has the answer. And, and no player needs to know, I need to make the tackle. No player needs to know I need to make the catch. They know that. So then you go back to the drawing board. Hey, you, caught, you ducked your head. You turned your eyes. You left your feet. Or, you know, you, you tried to run before you caught the ball. I mean, these, these are things we practice every single day. But the best teams have players that make those plays. And it's not always the, the ones people talk about. It's, it's a lot of times just the very simple plays that keep the game moving along and that keep you on track. Ed McCaffrey joining us, Northern Colorado, second-year head coach here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Coach, let's talk a little bit about this game uh, on Saturday. I, I noticed I've, I've watched a couple of your guys' games so far uh, this year, watched you against Idaho State, and uh, watched you against uh, this last week against Sac State as well. And uh, I know that you've been playing a couple quarterbacks there. Uh, first of all, your son, Dylan McCaffrey, who's a returning starter, and then Jacob Sermon, who's familiar to people around Montana because his uh, father, David Sermon, played at the University of Montana on the 95 National Championship team. For the Grizz and Jacob, obviously a highly regarded quarterback coming out of the Seattle area before spending some time at Washington and Central Michigan, landing on your roster. Uh, what's the two quarterback system been like for you guys? How have you been able to employ it? How much of that is just a product of availability? How much of it is a product of strategy? Yeah, it's really been a product of availability. Dylan is the starter, but I have all the faith in the world in Jacob. He's come and played real well for us. Joy of a, a, a joy to coach as a football player and extremely talented, and also just a really fine young man. I really like him a lot as both a young man um, on and off the field and as a football player. So we're blessed to have two quarterbacks that are really talented. Um, you know, we're trying to surround them with some talent and uh, create some balance within our offense and have some guys make some plays for them. But, you know, we are very strong at that position. We're too deep. I trust both those guys to make plays. And the rest of the offense, how's that coming along? Elijah Dotson, a guy who has uh, earned a, a big name in the Big Sky Conference multiple-time, first-team All-League guy there at Sac State. You brought him in in the offseason. Uh, just tell us about him and the rest of your skill players as well. Uh, what have you liked out of them? Who, who are some guys to watch for Northern Colorado? Yeah, well, I mean, if you've the games you've seen the guys to watch. Um, Elijah is obviously a great addition to our football team. You know, we like to think we can run the ball a little bit better than last year. We really struggled moving the ball on the ground last year. He's been a, a player that's helped us to have a little more success on the ground. You know, we have a whole new offensive line from a year ago. Uh, uh, so, But the, the young, hardworking offensive line that we have um, are guys that every coach would love to coach. They're just great young men. But a lot of them are new, never played college football before, so this is their first year of getting any kind of experience. Um, but I love coaching them, and they work really hard. And uh, and so, we're, you know, we try to we try to open some things up for Doc because he's an explosive player, and we count on him quite a bit. And then at receiver, we, we spread the ball around. There's not really one player that gets all of our catches. It's, we don't have one guy to go to. You know, it's, it's everybody's got to work hard and expect the ball on every play and trust the quarterback to go to the right spot. Ed McCaffrey here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, how about the matchup, Coach? Montana State, uh, number four in the country. They're 3-0 in Big Sky Conference play. Uh, they've been running the ball against everybody they've played, including Oregon State, their one loss. And it uh, seems like they're shoring things up on defense as well. When you turn on the film, what do you see in the Bobcats? Yeah, they're really talented. I mean, our team's excited to play them. Our guys get really fired up to play good teams, whether we're playing an FBS team or we're playing uh, an elite team like Montana State, a team that got to the national championship a year ago, our guys get excited for it. What a great opportunity, right? We want to be challenged. We want to play the best, and Montana State's one of the best.
Is there a particular matchup you like, or how, how do you go about slowing down this run game? Because that's been sort of the bread and butter for the Bobcats for, for years now, but particularly this year. We were thinking about using somewhere between 12 and 14 players on defense. We think that will <laughs> give us a real advantage. As long as they don't call 12 men on the field, uh, you know, you better count on every play because we might sneak a guy in there. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's challenging for everyone that plays them, but they can throw the ball too, right? So whenever you have a team that can run the ball, there's play-action passes off of it. It just uh, It's a little bit of a chess match, and so you know, I don't get into techniques, tactics, and procedures, but we're well aware of the success they've had running the ball. But, um, you know, you got to play sound defense. You can't expose yourself you know they're well coached and they got plays off of that run game that can hurt you if you're not ready for them so we'll do the best we can to play that chess match and after that it's up to the players to go out there and make some plays and McCaffrey Northern Colorado joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio he is the head coach of the Bears in his second season there in Greeley and the Montana State Bobcats they play there at Nottingham Field on Saturday afternoon coach appreciate the time thanks so much for joining us and best of luck this weekend appreciate it thank you Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Well, happy now to continue our recruiting coverage here at Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN MT app. And we're joined by a dual-threat quarterback from the state of Oklahoma. I don't know if Montana State's ever gotten a guy out of the state of Oklahoma, maybe one or two, but uh, new recruiting territories for Brent Vegan and his staff, and they got a commitment earlier this year from Chance Wilson. He's right there in the Tulsa area at Rejoice Christian High School, uh, just outside of Tulsa. Chance, thanks for being here with us, man. Uh, tell us, first of all, what's the, the high school like that you go to right now? Tell us about Rejoice Christian. Yeah, um, Rejoice is a uh, it's a pretty good sized school. Uh, we are it's two A, so uh, a little smaller than most schools, but uh, we uh, it's pretty good. I mean, we, uh, the school here is pretty good, but uh, the football team is really good here, and the facilities we have. I mean, we have a uh, we just built a brand new uh, end zone facility with a sixty yard football field indoor, uh, brand new weight room, brand new, brand new locker room. So I mean, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty cool uh, coming here. Well, I know that Montana State got on you last spring and recruited you hard, and then you committed uh, this last summer, but just take us through it. I mean, when did you first get in touch with the Cats? Who was the first guy to kind of start recruiting you from the staff? And, and just take us through uh, the recruiting process for you. Yeah, they they first started talking to me in, um, I would say, April. And it was uh, just Coach House, and he just like, I think he just DM'd me on Twitter uh, last spring, and uh, he wanted to come up and uh, watch me throw during a spring ball and so he came up and watched me throw during spring ball and uh he really liked what he saw and then uh me and him just sat down and we talked for like an hour and a half just talking me back forth like talking a little bit about football but uh we mostly talked about uh just me and uh, like my personalities and stuff like that which i i really liked and then um he uh he promised me if i if i if i gave him a couple of days to come up to montana he would make me fall in love with it so i uh i accepted his offer I went up to Montana in June, and me and my family, me and my dad, uh, and a couple of my siblings, we went up there. And I mean, in the first sight, I, I loved it, and uh, it was just, it was just so different from where I'm from. From, but uh, 
it felt like home. And I, I uh, me and Coach Vegan had a good talk. And me and Coach House, we threw together a little bit. And all together, it was great. What did you think Montana was going to be like before before you first came? Uh, I had I had no idea. Um, honestly, uh, I've never been to Montana. I've never been anywhere up north to be to be like that far north. And it was just, it was just different. And uh, I knew there was going to be mountains and stuff like that. And then with the whole uh, with the whole school and uh, football program, I was uh, I just didn't know what it was going to be like being in an FCS program. Um, I mean, it was just I never really thought about that, and I didn't know how how big the school was going to be and uh, how how good the schooling was going to be. But no, uh, when I was up there, they answered all my questions, and uh, I mean, I realized that like from FBS to FCS, I mean, it's it's not that much different, you know. So, especially when you go to a place like Montana State, where it's big time FBS type atmosphere as well. And Bozeman probably a a pleasant surprise for you too. I mean, that's one of the nicest college towns I've been to, man. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Chance Wilson joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He is a uh, verbal commitment to the Montana State Bobcat football team committed this last summer. Uh, just take us through um, everything else. I mean, what did you think of the campus? What are you thinking about going to school for? Do you have any idea what you want to do academically? Yeah, um, I want to do uh, study business. And so we went to the business school, and it's it's a fairly new uh, building, and it was it was very nice. I was I was not expecting that, and uh, that really caught my eye. And then just the campus. I mean, it's it's a pretty big campus, and it's just it seems like everyone just loves the football there. And I mean, Bozeman, the city in Bozeman, it's just it's crazy. That one street right outside the campus, it has all the food places you would ever want, shops, all that stuff. So I mean, the whole the whole the whole thing was was pretty great. Mitchell Coach House, right too. I mean, he's such a young and up and coming coach, and uh, I know he likes guys like you that have dual threat ability, can run and throw. What do you think of just the offensive scheme that, that Montana State's running? How much did he show you, and uh, how do you think you fit in? Yeah, no, I, th- I felt like I felt great. Like that's that's one thing that sold me the most, and uh, it was that a lot of stuff they do now is some stuff that we do right now in high school, and I felt like it, it shows off my legs and arms great. Why not want to run the same? It's because I'm a similar offense in college than you do in high school. So, I know you do other sports too, track and basketball as well. How much do you think that helps you? I know you had some great track times this last year as well. So, uh, what do you like about track? How much do you think that helps you as a football player? Uh, I think track helps me tremendously. I mean, uh, just I just I love competing, and I feel like if you miss out on time competing, then it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt you in football. Because, I mean, the biggest thing about football is competing. And, um, I mean, with track, I mean, running, it's getting me in shape for the season. It's, it's getting me faster. I mean, we have a great, a great track coach here, and uh, he, he's a football coach also, so he knows, he knows what he has to do to get these kids uh, faster. And a lot of the football players run track. So we're, we're, we're one of the fastest teams in, in the state right now. So it's just, it's just it's good. That's all I got to say. The 100, the 200, those definitely hone your your short area speed and, and a lot of stuff that's uh, applicable to football. But you also run the 400, and I always think that if you're a guy that runs the 400 or the 300 meter hurdles, it means not only are you fast, but you're probably tough too, because that it takes some mental toughness to get through it. I mean, just talk about that element. How much does uh, running the 400 help you just in terms of, of getting through stuff and building mental strength? Yeah, no, the 400, it sucks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, like before the gun even goes off you hate it and while while you're running it you hate it and after after it you hate it so but i've always been running the 400 i've, I've been running the 400 probably since i was 
in fifth grade. My dad uh, always let me made me do it. I hated I hated it, but I uh, I've learned to love it a little bit because it's a, it's a tough race and uh, you got to be mentally tough, especially for the final the final fifty meters is as hard. You know, he's, the kid that pushes the most is going to win the race, and that's what I love about it because you got to push one hundred percent the whole race. Chance Wilson, Owasso, Oklahoma, Rejoice Christian High School, a commit to the Montana State Bobcats, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And last couple of things for you, Chance. Uh, last year, I know you had a great junior year, almost 3,000 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, more than 1,200 yards rushing, 22 more touchdowns on the ground. Uh, how's it been going this year? Uh, what's the season look like for you guys so far, and uh, what do you think of just uh, the stretch run here for your high school? Yeah, um, the season's going really good right now. We're six and zero right now. We've played a couple good teams, a couple good two A teams. But uh, this Thursday, we play probably the hardest team of the year, and they're going to determine if we win districts or not. So it's, it's going to be a pretty tough game. But I feel like if we get past them, I mean, I don't think there's there should be a team that could beat us this year. So hopefully, state championships on my mind. So. Well, good, man. Well, last thing for you then, when you did make the commitment, how much did that clear your mind to kind of prepare for your senior year? And what was that moment like for you and your family, just kind of knowing that you had your future determined? Yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, after I uh, figured out that I was, I was committed to Montana State, it felt like now I can just go focus on winning a state championship with my team. I mean, I'm only, I'm only with these guys for two more months. And uh, it, it was great to know that – I can just focus 100% on that because the recruitment process, it takes up a lot of time. I mean, visiting all these places, coach, uh, calling coaches, texting coaches, all that stuff. So it was great to finally be done with it. And, uh, and knowing that I picked the right school for me and my family, they come, they, uh, my family let me, uh, pick my decision, uh, let me do my own decision 100%. Like, uh, I told them where I was going to commit. And, uh, I think, I think that that's what they wanted to do. They wanted it to be 100% my decision, and they were happy for for me wherever I went, but they were, they were especially happy that I went to Montana. Well, very cool. Chance Wilson, Montana State Bobcat, quarterback, commit from just outside the Tulsa area there in Oklahoma. Uh, he'll sign with Montana State uh, upcoming. Chance, appreciate the time, man. Really uh, fun getting to know you. We'll keep on tracking you throughout the rest of your senior football season here, and uh, we'll be in touch before the uh, – the pen goes to the paper, but appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving.